Hello everyone and good afternoon. It's 4.30 so I think it's afternoon but I'm not sure exactly how those times you know are calculated or who makes up the rules. But it has been a long time. I think the last time that I recorded or posted something was September 7th. So I'm really thankful that I can say, oh, I haven't heard from y'all since last month, but give it a few more days and it would have been two months ago. So yeah, it is what it is. Um, As I listened to my last episode, I really, really was like, wow, you, you do not take your own advice. You talk a good game. And all the things that you're saying and telling other people about, that's what's holding you up right now. That's exactly why you haven't made a podcast. So um, I decided I was going to take my own advice. And it was pretty exciting. I was on a walk while I was listening to that podcast. And it inspired me to come home and record. So I am super excited. And I don't know how this is going to go. But I really want to just see and go with it. So something that... I've been thinking about a lot lately is the reason why I don't post anything is because editing is such a long process that I don't particularly care to do and not just oh I don't want to do editing or I don't want to edit the podcast but it's really like it takes me so long because I feel like I am trying to cut out every um every long pause every time that I said a word incorrectly and then um, reset it and so as I was like driving or whatever, talking to myself, thinking out loud and all those things, I realized it's taking me so long because I'm still in the throes of perfectionism. So I'll record an episode, but I don't want y'all to hear me struggling to find my words. I don't want you to hear me processing my thoughts. And and that means I have to edit all of that stuff out and y'all never get anything because I'm frozen in that fear. So I had an idea and I might insert a clip of the actual moment that I had this idea, but I thought, what would happen if I don't edit every little thing? What would happen if I don't edit at all? And frankly, that will, the thought of that scares me really seriously because I think so much of who I am is tied to the the Lorray that I can present to the world. And as I say this, this is a conversation that I had in therapy two years ago about fantasy Lorray and real Lorray. And I am getting closer and closer to real Lorray, but there are still many people who only know fantasy Lorray. And so if I'm using this podcast as a way to like let real Lorray out and like let her live, that's that's a big deal. So yeah, that's my thought. My thought is maybe I won't edit at all. And maybe I won't edit a lot or extensively like who knows but it's definitely that I'm not going to edit the way that I was it sounded terrible anyway like it sounds so choppy I'm just jumping from thought to thought because what I'm cutting out is how I drag my words like this right into the next word so it's very hard to cut it out and um you still get the full effect of what I was saying because I drag my words all the time unless I talk in this way I'm not really going to be able to cut out all of the words that maybe an um or an uh proceeds. So that's that. That's where I am. That's what I'm thinking about as I start this episode. And I'm really excited about it. So what I wanted to do before I like jump into the episode is recalibrate because it's been a while and I know what the podcast is supposed to be and I know what I want it to be. 
but I think the beginning of it really the, the first two episodes I don't know that it really kind of went there I think because I was really influenced by a class episode for the last one I may have not gotten the clarity that I wanted but anyway it, it, it still worked the episode brought me back here so look at that I just wanted to read the purpose of the podcast again speak to the rock often considered a rock to my loved ones this podcast is my spoken worship to the rock that is higher than I a way to tell the mountains in my life to throw themselves into the sea and a recording of the most high turning my heart of stone into a heart of flesh join me as we speak to the rock so with that I wanted to get into um, a few things for today with this podcast being about me being a rock to my loved ones, I'm going to talk about community and people a lot um, because it is a way for me to tell the mountains in my life to throw themselves into the sea. I'm going to talk about the challenges that I'm experiencing right now. And it's a recording of the Most High turning my heart of stone into a heart of flesh. So I'm going to talk about the revelations that I've had, the difficult conversations, the conflicts, therapy, a million things, because that's also how my mind works. So y'all are going to learn a little bit more about me today than you have in the last two episodes, because I just feel like it. So I wanted to make sure that I talked about mental health, because that's so important to me. Um, today, I was there, I was on like an affinity space, um, virtual, affinity group virtual meeting, for or with my job and we talked about mental health briefly and I wrote in the chat like we love therapy every Wednesday at 8 a.m but yeah October maybe 13th will mark or did mark like two full years of going to therapy every week for an hour and it has changed my life tremendously and I just want to make sure that I talk about that openly and we normalize um seeking help we normalize counseling we normalize mental illness we normalize um, everything about it. Like we talk about difficult topics. We talk about depression. We talk about suicide. Like I want to make sure that, um, I'm doing my part to open up those conversations. And so, yeah, as far as what I'm talking about in therapy, a lot of it is about balance and self-care right now. Um, I said it earlier, like I am considered a rock to a lot of people. So I'm very solid. I'm always trying to help. I'm always trying to be supportive and help other people get through things. But sometimes that takes a lot of energy from me. So I'm really working on how can I take some of that back and what I'm doing right now or what I was doing a little bit earlier today was going into my calendar up until December 31st and looking at when I'm going to take off, when I'm going to use mental health days, when I'm going to use annual leave because I need to take some of that time back. And so I'm considering with my partner, we're considering like using like the midweek as a mental health um, day. So therapy, I have therapy midweek on Wednesdays but then also like intentional time to focus on our mental health and talk about our goals together and what we need to be mentally healthy. Um, Another thing that we've started to do is have our like uh, mental health routines. So we have them written down, like what can, what does Lorraine do or need to do every day to support her mental health? If Lorraine does these things, she will be moving to, um, or or moving to mental health or maintaining a a healthy uh, mental status. And then if Lorraine is in a place where she's overwhelmed and anxious and stressed, these are the few things that she will do to try to make sure that like she doesn't get into like a deep, dark low. So um, 
I know for me, like, I can't find what where I actually wrote it right now. But for me, um, one of the main things was one of the first things was running. So getting outside to exercise. I think I may have said running, but what I really mean is like physical activity. Like I really would love to try to do some type of physical activity every day. Another thing was, oh, the first thing was like getting up and showering and um, like getting dressed. So get up, shower, brush my teeth, wash my face. And like that will start my day off making me feel like, okay, I'm about to do something. And then I will try to exercise because it really does make me feel um, just better about the day. Like starting off the morning with a run has made me feel like I can, I'm just like, wow, I'm, I'm so productive. Like I'm caring for my body. Um, and then trying to um, go from there. And I don't know, I think I may have wrote like, um, I don't think I wrote spiritual or faith because I think it, it mattered a lot to me that that wasn't until number four that I mentioned. And so I don't want to lie to y'all and say that that was it. I really think it might've been, might've been writing um, or listening to music or something. I don't really know. But so now you know my top two because I can't, I don't want to lie to you about my top three. So those were some of the things. So having a mental health routine because like life can be overwhelming right now. Life is overwhelming, but we want to make sure that we're setting ourselves up the best way that we can. So sorry, can't stay in the bed all day. Sorry, can't just go three weeks without exercising. Um, and if I do, then know that something's wrong. So yeah, mental health routine, midweek, um, mental wellness, like intentional time, and then, um, therapy, which is part of my midweek, but yeah, I hope that y'all also are taking care of yourselves, whether that's taking time off of work if you can, um, spending some time journaling or taking a walk in nature, taking a run, going for a run, talking to a friend, eating well. I know that's hard for me sometimes, like, but I'm trying to get better about limiting um, sugar and definitely limiting fast food. Um, I go to Starbucks every single day of my life, so I'm trying to make better choices with that, but it's hard. So yeah. That's the mental health part for now, and yeah, I appreciate y'all listening, and I really do hope that you take some of it into consideration. Hello, I'm back. (laughs) So for this section, I want to talk about health, physical health. So I don't know what I'm going to call it, but for now, we're going to say it's called running goals. Um, If you know me... You probably know that I started running on June 4th, 2020, and that was my half birthday, which is special to me. (laughs) I don't know if half birthdays are special to other people, but I observe my half birthday every year. So it was also a really good time to start so that I can never forget um, what my anniversary is. So June 4th, 2020, which means December 4th, 2020 will make six months of running. And it'll be my 27th birthday. So I have a goal. And so when I first started running, I literally just started running. I think my first run that I logged on the Nike Run Club app was a mile. Maybe it was a mile and a half. I sent it to my little sister the other day. But my goal for December 4th, 2020 is to be able to run a half marathon, which is 13.1 miles. and what I want to do is just give y'all updates on that journey and kind of be able to check in with you as time goes on. So I ran this morning and it was a really good run. Um, It was 
eight miles and I had no idea what it was going to be like when I left. And I'm realizing that I do much better when I'm just going out into the open and I have a time goal or time restraints, but not a distance goal. Because to me, the distance goal makes everything more difficult. If I say I'm running three miles, Lorray, I'm only going to be able to run about a mile before I feel like this is awful. I can't do this. Today, I said, I want to run from 7.30 to 9.30. I got out late. I didn't leave until 7.40. I forgot my um, patella strap, so I had to come back in. But then I ran, and I tried to make my app only remind me or tell me, like, my progress every 15 minutes. It didn't listen to me. It told me every mile, so that was annoying. But by the time I got to maybe five miles, I was like, okay, I can go around this loop one more time and then I can go home. And so by the time I got home, I was at eight miles and it was an amazing feeling. And it felt easier than the other day when I ran 2.24 miles. Actually, the other day was yesterday. It was awful. I came back in the house and I just felt like that was so hard. But today I came in the house after eight miles and I felt like, wow, that was really good. I don't know if I could go out again today, but I just... I'm realizing that I need to go with my time and just run for the time and not have a specific mileage goal because it really limits me because I think it makes me um, just feel like I can't or it's just such a bigger challenge to say I'm going to run for um, three miles than to say I'm going to run for an hour and a half, which I did today because, you know, I'm a slow runner (laughs) Um, and I almost got done the run and wasn't pleased because my my pace is going down dramatically. So back in the summer when I first started running, my pace was like um, an 11-minute mile. And at this point, we're going to be fully honest here in this podcast, I am at like a 12.45. And every time I get done running, I'm looking it up like, oh my gosh, how do I make my pace better? What's going on? My pace is going down. I don't know the answer. but I'm going to keep looking into it, but also I I want to be proud that I ran eight miles, you know, like who cares that it took me forever in a day. And also I definitely walk run when I feel like it, um, which is a lot. I feel like it a lot. So I made it through eight miles running the majority of the time, but definitely using that good old walk run method. Anyway, the last thing that I wanted to share with y'all about my running journey or my run today was that. I was listening to a podcast the entire time, and I find that I am much more successful when I'm listening to something inspirational or someone else talking about their journey. The podcast that I'm listening to right now is the 300 Pounds and Running podcast, and I really enjoy it. There are sometimes guest speakers, sometimes just the two co-hosts, which I'm forgetting their names right now, so I'm not even going to try. But I know actually one's is Latoya Shante Ellis, because she said that so many times today. But I think the other one is like Martinez or something, Martinez, Martinez, I don't know. Um, But yeah, so listening to them was really, really helpful. But their their podcast today was about mental toughness. Also, when I listen to stuff, I go all the way back to the beginning. So they are probably two years ahead of where I am. But I listen to a podcast on mental toughness because I feel like that's something that I don't have. I stop whenever I feel like it. I've told my best friend that it's hard for me to push beyond Um, any limits because I don't understand why I would make myself do something difficult if I don't have to. And so that is a a real challenge for me. It's a real hurdle right now because once I feel like I don't want to run anymore or I can't, 
I tell myself that I can't and I will start walking. So that's hard. And I'm thinking of maybe I need to coach somebody else to actually, quote unquote, force me to run because I am so in control and I'll just be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to walk. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to walk. Okay, I'm just going to stop because there's there's no rules here. I'm all in control of this process. So I'm just going to stop. But I think cultivating mental toughness would be really, really helpful to me. And I, my pace would probably go up because I wouldn't just stop and walk every so often or ever so often. Excuse me. <laughs> this is the time where I would edit that out, but I'm going to let y'all see the real me. Um, yeah, I guess the last thing is that when I first started running, I really was always listening to like trap music or like, I don't even know what the other category is of like City Girls and um, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B. But I always listened to them because I felt like, oh, yeah, their songs like are pumping me up, making me like, you know, think about um, like Rihanna. (laughs) Wow, y'all, this is an interesting moment. But like, I don't typically cuss or curse, as some of you may say. Um, But the song is Be Better Have My Money. (laughs) I feel like such a child saying that. I could just say the word. But anyway, that song used to pump me up, used to rile me up because I felt like I was like, not about to go fight, but like defending something like, oh yeah, I'm running and like, mm-hmm, she better have my money. Yep, yep, like all all riled up and hyped up and those songs really got me hyped. But I realized that I had much more success when I listened to the long run playlist on Nike Run Club and there were songs that I never heard, but it was just like really chill music, like just like a good vibe versus all of the rah-rah that I was doing. But I, I do love the rah-rah and I love Lizzo and I love Soulmate and running to that song and my running playlist is just, worlds away from what the playlists that I listen to now are but yeah um I think that it's helpful for me to listen to either the coach on um Nike Run Club because he always has some gems like I listen to him all the time or I listen to another podcast my absolute favorite podcast is called I Quit X and Started Running and it's by a woman named Antonia DeHeinrich and I am just waiting, y'all. November 2nd is season two, and I just cannot wait because I love that podcast. Like, I miss it so much. I DM'd her on Instagram, and I was like, Antonia, like, hi, I'm a listener, and I just want to make sure that everything's okay. Like, you haven't posted an episode in a while, but yeah, so I'm really, really excited for that to come back. But for me and my journey, listening to motivational conversations or um, instructional, like, guidance those things are really helpful for me or a chill playlist. So that's all um, that I have as far as updates about running and my running goal and my running journey. So yeah, I'll see y'all next time in this segment. So (laughs) something else that I wanted to talk about, which I would label as one of the mountains in my life or like a major challenge is being part of the neurodivergent community. And for me, my specific brand of neurodivergence is ADHD. Wait, I'm laughing because, oh my gosh, my friends and I and my partner, we went to a restaurant in Baltimore and there the service was awful. Okay, it was terrible. I'm not going to tell you the restaurant because I don't want y'all to go support it anyway. Um, the food was okay. It was good to me, but other people didn't like it. Anyway, um, so we asked the server, 
well, blah, blah, blah. We were like, okay, so y'all aren't giving us our food. Like, this is taking forever. Oh, my gosh. And then the server was kind of, like, very apologetic and was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to bring y'all some cake. I'm going to bring y'all some cake. And so that was great. Like, thank you for bringing us cake. We love that. But also, Lorraine has allergies. So, like, what's in the cake? So I was like, oh, hey, server. I forget his name at this point. But I was like, can you tell us what kind of cake this is? Because cakes, we have nuts, and I don't do that. So... Um, I didn't say this to him, but like, I was wondering, cause I'm like, I don't want to eat something and then like, you know, go into anaphylactic shock or just start itching and like having a th- scratchy throat. I don't have an EpiPen because I keep forgetting to make an appointment with an allergist. But anyway, we are, we are long gone, but this is also probably <laughs> helping y'all to see what my brain is like. Um, anyway, so <laughs> when we asked what kind of cake it was, he, the, the both, there was a plate on top of the cake and a plate, un- plate underneath. So we couldn't see it. So we said, what kind of cake is it? He, while picture this, while taking the top plate off, is like, oh, yeah, it's, and then he takes the plate off and says, dun, da, da, da. and y'all, he doesn't tell us what kind of cake it is. So, like, to this day, I don't know what kind of cake it was. Did I eat it? I did. But still, if I asked you what kind of cake it was, why would you say it's dun, dun, da, da? What is dun, dun, da, da? So, anyway. I don't know, but that was just really funny for me. And that made me, that's why I laughed when I said dun, 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 dun. Anyway, I wanted to talk about, and generally I want to begin the conversation around neurodivergence because I don't think that we talk about it enough. I don't, I don't talk about it enough. I only really talk about it with my partner and my therapist and my psychiatrist, but there are so many things, and my mom, my mom I guess too, <laughs> there are so many things that, um, are just part of my life that makes sense to me and that people under people around me or close to me know but like maybe they're not things that other people think about um so yeah I have a few notes oh so I guess today I wanted to talk about like what it means to use systems and tools to support you like to work through the things in your life so with me, I have a lot of trouble with executive functioning, with like organizing and like um, envisioning the, the, the end of something. And like, I have trouble getting started with procrastinating and all those things. And I have a lot of energy. And so my mind is always going like a mile a minute and my thoughts go, well, not my thoughts in my mind, yeah, they go a mile a minute and my words often do that as well. Um, and so I jump from subject to subject, like in my thoughts and in my speech and I speak so quickly. I'm on medicine. So right now I'm not speaking quickly, but I will record (laughs) one day for y'all. I had this idea to do like an unmedicated Fridays, um, but I don't really do any unmedicated days anymore. So like I used to do unmedicated Fridays, but one day I'll just like show y'all what that experience is like for me because it's interesting. And the people around me are like, um, when are you going to take your medicine again? But okay. So anyway, I just want to talk about what it's like to use like strategies and tools to support you, um, whether you're uh, neurodivergent or whether you are dealing with specific mental health challenges or whether you um, have a a developmental disability or an acquired disability, like a physical disability, anything like how, how do we make accommodations in our own lives? And so for me, something that like I'm so excited about that, Y'all are probably like, girl, you are late to the party. But like, we recently purchased a dry erase calendar 
that's huge. It's like really, really big. And it is just amazing because it has the calendar, but then it also has like a note section. And um, so for me, like, I, I do notes in a certain way and I do I do to-do lists in a certain way. So like I had to put washi tape on the dry erase calendar board where it has like notes in to-do because like that's just not how I can organize information. Um, so like I just put washi tape so I could put like to-do, to buy, to call or to contact or whatever um, because that's how I think. But anyway, just saying like even that is like, okay, I took something that already existed and made it work for me. Um, and then so on our dry erase calendar, we have like um, our big dates as a couple. We have my Starbucks work schedule because that kind of changes a lot and it's, it can be confusing. Um, we have our like, um, we don't have like our bills on there, but we have like, oh yeah, we have stuff like um, premarital counseling or we might even have like when I have therapy I'm not sure, but there's just like a lot of things that are like for our life and it's helpful because it's in our living room so that we can both see it and um, add to it and just like be aware of what's going on in our life together. Um, and that helps, I think, me because I need to put everything like out into the stratosphere. But then also Ryan can know like what's coming up for me, even if I like forget to tell her because I forget um, a lot of things all the time. So, yeah. And then another thing is... um we have what does this say something in our oh oh yeah buckets so this is like not a real bucket but like um managing our money is something that I really enjoy but also something that needs a lot of structure or that I need a lot of structure with because of the way that my mind works so like in our banking app we have buckets um in our like our savings and so instead of just like putting all of our money into our savings like it really helps me to put it in the different buckets to say like okay hey this is this type of savings, this is this type of savings, this is this type of savings, and then our emergency savings is in a whole other account. Um, and so even if like we know that like we're not spending any of this money, I need to know like we're not spending this money here, but if we were going to spend it, it would be spent in this way. Um, so some of that is like a more of a, it's not necessarily like a short-term savings, I don't even know. There's one bucket that I think is like general savings, but then there's like our car maintenance bucket and then we have our wedding bucket, and then we have, um, we're, about to start, we're about to start a new bucket, um, because, like, my partner is going to per- make a big purchase soon, but I, she has to figure out what that's going to be, so, the, and I need for us to have a bucket that says this is going to be her purchase, whenever we decide what it is, because having the money just sitting there is confusing for me, um, so I need to have this money sitting here, and knowing that this is going to go to something one day for her. Um, so that's another system or a tool that works for me. Whew. I just saw a piece of, um, lint and I thought it was a bug and I was about to go bananas. And then the last thing, which is not really the last thing is dry erase meal plan. So we try to do our meal plans like in a, in the notes app and that hadn't worked one time we did them on, um, Google docs and like, it's just really extensive. Like it's like such a long document because I have to like plan out every single thing. But this time, which I think is going to work, we're using a dry erase board because dry erase boards are, I'm realizing they just like really, really work for me. Um, And Ryan is an artist, so she can make everything pretty. So I love that. Um, But anyway, our dry erase board for meal planning is in the kitchen because that's where we need to see it. Um, And something about ADHD is like using things or placing things at the the point of use versus where it makes sense. So 
you might think it makes sense to have your dry erase boards in your office area, but no, I need to see the meal plan in the kitchen. So we're going to put the dry erase board in the kitchen, or I need to see all the things that are going on with our life when I wake up in the morning. And so we're going to have the dry erase board in the living room. Um, and yeah, I have another point on here about like shared notes because we just have a lot of systems to try to like um, manage our our life because it's a lot more difficult when like someone's mind, which is mine, my mind works like in a very different way. Um, yeah. So another just example, I, I talked in the running episode about like running I didn't need to say that but anyway like if you ever come to our house like my well it's an apartment but anyway my running stuff if you like come here at night my running stuff is going to be at the dining room table because that's where I get ready so um my medicine is there my running shoes my running belt my airpods my um bra underwear like everything pants shirt jacket um, everything is at the dining room table because that is the point of use for me. So like it it does, you feel like it makes sense to have my clothes in my drawer, but I have to set everything out the night before. And then I am like a really clunky, loud person in the morning. So for for me, I have to just get up and go out into the living room in the dining area to get my life together in the morning. Um, so, yeah, that's just like another system or a tool because of like executive functioning. I can't just wake up in the morning and like get myself together quietly and then have one out. It's going to take me a long time. Everything's going to be everywhere. Um, and, and that's just going to make the day not great. So setting up that system to support myself and my partner, it's it's something that you should try. Okay, and my last segment for the day, we're going to call this one, should be doing homework, because that's what we're about to talk about, but really right now, at this moment, I should be doing homework, and I'm not, and I hope that after I get this podcast um, out of my system, really, like, after I get all this recorded, I'll do homework, but anyway, uh, I want to just give y'all some updates on some things that I'm working on, and also speak about them to get some energy around them and encourage myself to write them or to do them because I am procrastinating right now. So I'm working on two encyclopedia entries. Why did I say encyclopedia like that? I'm working on two encyclopedia entries for an an encyclopedia about like African-American activism. And shout out to Felicia for putting me on. Thank you, sis. Um, But anyway, my entries are on literacy and liberation theology. The liberation theology one is done. I did the edits. I just have to send it back to the editor. The literacy one, I have an outline and I want to finish that by the 31st. So I have a few more days with that. But those are two things that I'm working on. Um, And then I also wanted to just shout out my writing group. So writing group eight, y'all will probably never hear this episode or hear the podcast, but we talked yesterday about um, our goals. And so I told them some of the same things that I'm telling y'all. But it was just really nice to be in community with other people who are working on things and um, be able to hold each other accountable. So I need to go back into our document and put in my goals and um, so I can be ready to talk about it next week with them and give them my update and say that I got everything done because we're speaking it into existence. 
So the other two things that I have to do are discussion boards for class. So I am facilitating a conversation with two of my colleagues next week um, as part of the structure of our class. And so I have to do the discussion board and then upload my um, articles that I want them to read about my response to the discussion board. But I have to, um, ouch, my legs are just so, I don't know, they're hurting. I have to, Oh, I have to read for class. So like the discussion boards are one thing. For one class, I have to write my discussion board post and then write four comments on other people's posts. But I have to read before I can do that and watch the video before I can do that. And then in my other class, I have to read and then post my discussion board post and then send my colleagues two articles to read so we can have a discussion next week and also give a rationale for why I chose those articles. So that's my homework that I should be doing. Um, and I will do it, y'all. I will do it. It is five o'clock and I have until 730 um, to either just have alone time and probably waste my time or to do my homework because Ryan and I are cooking dinner at 730. Honestly, it's date night and we're not supposed to be buying any food, but I kind of want to buy buffalo owl wings, so I don't know. Maybe I'll update y'all on that. Okay, bye. I'm going to do my homework. Oh, hi, y'all. I decided to, like, do a bonus round, a bonus segment about customer service because, one, I feel like I always have customer service issues, um, but I feel like I have two really important things to say because this one, one links back to the mental health part, but speaking of therapy, um, i just been having a big issue um, with a clinician that we were seeing, and I wrote a six-page letter to this person as my feedback on the experience because they kept making it very difficult for me to give my feedback in their like um, termination survey. So I just want to let y'all know that like when you are even like even therapy, like you are a client and that is a service and like they have a job to do. So I am being full on Karen with this, this woman because I need you to know how you have like caused more harm than good. Like one of the um, ethical like responsibilities of, of, people in the mental health field is non-malfeasance and I I would say that this person has done more harm than good so like I'm getting really really (laughs) nerdy but like beneficence is doing good and non-malfeasance is not doing harm so like people always talk about first do no harm that's real so making sure that as a clinician you're not doing harm I don't think this person prioritized that so I had to let them know in a six-page letter Anyway, my other customer service um, incident was (laughs) at the grocery store. Um, So I tend to be, my partner and I both tend to be pretty anxious people. And I think a lot of people have this, but like when you're paying for something and then somebody's behind you, you just feel like you have to rush. And so you're like throwing your change into your purse, all your cards just get messed up. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, I'm sorry, I have to get out of the way. But anyway, so we were at self-checkout and we were trying to use um, a gift card that we had because we the gift card had like a little bit more than what we budgeted for groceries um this week and so we were like oh my gosh like let's just use the gift card we can use all of that and then like um we'll just oh my gosh sorry another fuzzy y'all i need to get out of here i just really felt like that was another spider um the gift card we'll use that and then we'll just like um 
we'll use like whatever's in our uh, account for whatever else that we have to purchase um, this week. But <laughs> so the gift card at first, the issue was they had to input a pen, a pen. We didn't have a pen. Um, and so we finally added the pin, called the people, like, but we're standing there the whole time and like at the self-checkout. The people did not want to keep serving us, but instead of us getting all upset and frazzled, we just stayed there. Well, we did get frazzled, but we still stood there and tried and tried and tried. But anyway, long story short, she like saved our order and we had to go to another register to pay for it. And I said to the guy, cause I was putting my toilet paper onto the, um, belt while Ryan was like standing at the register. And I was like... Um, he started ringing it up, but I knew that the gift card only had, excuse me, like, um, $70 on it and our grocery budget for the week was 62. So we went over the budget, but it wasn't by more than, it wasn't like more than 70, but the toilet paper, if he rung up both of them, rang, rung, I see, I don't know, perfectionism would take it over to, I don't know. A, a place that I didn't want to go because I wanted to pay for that separately. So anyway, I was like, oh, no, 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 please don't ring that up on the same order. Did, did she tell you what's going on? I didn't hear him say anything because people like to mumble. And I was like, did she tell you what's going on? And apparently he said, obviously not. But Ryan didn't tell me that until we were getting out of the grocery store because y'all know I was ready to turn back around and go say to him, I don't know who you're getting smart with, but it's not that serious. I can't hear you. You have on a mask and you don't have to be rude. And then, of course, I was ready to call Lito and say, excuse me, the person at register number two is rude. Blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I just have a really big thing about customer service. I work in customer service. I try to be very kind at Starbucks. Like, I just don't understand why people have to be rude. Um, so yeah, I love feedback. Like, people talk about Karen asking for the manager. That's me. You may as well call me Larray Karen Bonamy Mac because, like, Karen is real and she rears her head a lot but anyway that was a bonus round but honestly I have a lot of customer service incidents a lot so it might come back but yeah thank you so much for listening and um yeah I hope y'all got to know a little bit more about me and to see me in my my natural habitat (laughs) all right thank y'all and I'll see y'all later